Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Jake Romanak from Fishing 411 TV joins the show today to discuss his favorite Great Lakes fishing destinations. We discuss places like Standard Rock, Green Bay, and the Niagara River. This is our final interview from the Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Show. Trevor Sumption from Fishhawk Electronics co-hosts this episode. We talked to you here at the show the last time they had it, which was three years ago in 2020. That show, we talked about Isle Royal. Yep. And I think it's like episode two or three or four or something. It was one of the first shows we ever did. And it still stands as one of the most popular shows because I think that show or that topic, you know, it kind of gets in people's hearts. They're like, that is something very different and very cool, and I want to try that out. Um, just give us like kind of a two-minute story on, on that, and then we're, we, I want to go to dis- different destinations today with you. Yeah, I absolutely. want you to talk about some of your favorite places. Yeah, so one of the coolest things about what we get to do at Fishing 4-on-1 is we travel to some of the coolest fisheries in the world, right? And um, when we did that original podcast, we talked about Isle Royal being one of those places. Just it's remote. It's way offshore. It's long boat rides to get there. And then at the end of the day, we're camping in these little huts and catching some of the biggest fish that swim in the Great Lakes. So um, that was a, one of those trips that was just super special. But I have a lot of those trips. We get right. to see a lot of those cool places. All right. Uh, you haven't started filming this year. How about last year? Yep. What was kind of one of the – you can give me two. Or what, what, what are your favorite places that you went to last I year? I tell you what, my favorite trip last year, like without question, was I went to the Columbia River to catch walleyes. And that's been my number one go-to bucket list destination since as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to fish the Columbia River. I wanted to catch those big, beautiful walleye. And I got to do exactly that. We It was right after the Grand Rapids show last year. Jumped on a plane, flew out there to see my buddy Austin Mosier. Got to spend a few days with him. We were on the Upper Niagara River fishing in Grand Coulee Dam, Grand upper, Coulee area. Upper Columbia, I mean. Yeah. Upper Columbia. You can see I've been talking a lot here. The Upper, <laughs> upper, upper Niagara is like right over. Um, it caught so many walleye. I can't explain to you how incredible it was. It's like a high desert there, right? So it looks like the desert, but you still got the rocks of the mountains. And it was springtime. There was turkeys gone. It didn't look like an area turkey should be in, but there obviously was a lot of turkeys there. And we caught so many fish in that 8 to 12-pound range, doing it rod and hand casting a jig. I mean, it's one of my favorite ways of fishing. Um, and so that, that one really stood out because it was a trip that took a little bit of coordinating to make happen. And it was one of those, like, every fisherman has that bucket list, right? The places that they want to go, they want to travel, they want to see. And so, but then sometimes when you get to go to those places, they're not, you kind of hyped yourself up. They're not as good yeah, as what you think right. they're going to be. Well, when I got there... And it was everything and more than I could yeah. imagine it being. It made it that much more when the, special. When the stars align, it, it it's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. a walleye fishery that people in this area, a lot of them don't know anything about it. A little bit different forage base up there. And so there's mostly crayfish is what they're feeding on. You know, a 13-pounder is a big fish just like it is here at home. It's a lot Down of crayfish, the, dude. It's a lot of crayfish. <laughs> and, and, and the way we were catching them was with a football jig and a crayfish plastic, too, with more bass fishing really? tactics. And these fish would literally come up puking up crayfish just gorging themselves on them um down by the tri-city area is where they tend to get those 15 16 17 pound class fish and it's because there's salmon smolt in that section of river so they're feeding on a lot of salmon smolt and then of course there's a good minnow based forage there in that section of river tell me you alluded to a little bit but how do you get to that place 
Uh, where were you flying in? So that was the other really cool thing about that story, I thought. So I jumped on a plane. We flew out there. Our cameraman, Gabe Van Warmer, and I jumped on a plane. We flew out. And this was still during COVID, right? This was last year. Things were still shut down. Things weren't moving quite as they are now. Um, and so we fly all day because we basically are now flying across the country. We get off the plane and it's late at night and there's nothing open. There's not a restaurant open. There's not a gas station open. There's nothing. I haven't eaten anything all day. I'm absolutely starving. And there's not a single restaurant in this entire town. We flew into Spokane, Washington, not a single time. Nothing's open. So I'm like, all right, we'll find something along the way. We get a rental vehicle. We start driving. We drive, we drive, we drive. Nothing. Everything's closed. Thank God the rental vehicle was full on fuel or we would have never got there. Full in middle of the night. It's super late at night. Still haven't eaten anything. I'm texting Austin Mosier because we're going to start filming the very next morning. And I'm like, dude, I can't go fishing all day tomorrow and not eat something. I'm going on like 20 hours of no food. He's like, I'll bring you a burrito in the morning. So he brought me a burrito. We're pounding that as we're heading out. And uh, it's just like all the things that had to come together very quickly. And then I think literally on my very first cast, I caught a fish. And it was like that the rest of the day, pretty much. So yeah, insane. We went to Eastern Oregon last summer. And people from this area don't realize, because you can pretty much fly in wherever you want. The, the space the, between is is it's we real. We six hours from the airport to get to where we were going. Yeah. That, that's as close that's, as you can that's get. That's as yeah. close as you can get. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's pretty insane when you start talking about those areas. It's so spread out. And I think, you know, I got a lot of friends out on the West Coast. So I'm going out there, pick up the phone. Hey, I'm going to be out in, you know, Washington. Let's meet up. And then you realize how far away they actually live from where you're Point going. A and point B. Or, yeah. You know. It's like, no, I mean, it's not even yeah. realistic to go see each other. It's yeah. too far. But In some of the places you look at and you're like, boy, the way the bird flies, we're we're 30 miles apart, but it's a two-hour drive to get there because you have to go around a mountain. Around a mountain or something. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about the Great Lakes a little bit. Yep. We're going to break it down by lake. Okay. How about Lake Superior? What's your favorite place in Lake Superior? If I had to pick one spot on Lake Superior, it's Standard Rock. And the reason for that is near and dear to my heart. I caught a 37-pound lake trout there, and that's a very hard fish to catch anywhere in the world. And so that's that'll forever be in my heart, the place. They call it the most loneliest place on earth for a reason. There's a lighthouse 55 miles offshore. And back in the day, they used to actually physically man that lighthouse. There was people that lived out there for any periods of time. They would get food brought to them. And I couldn't think of a more miserable place to have to live in the middle of Lake Superior. But as far as fishing goes, uh, some of the biggest lake trout that swim in the world swim right there at Standard Rock on that structure. That's because it's the loneliest place in the world. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you think yeah, and big lake trout take a long time to grow, yeah, right? Old so, fish. Yeah, some of these fish that, you know, when, when that 37-pounder that I caught on Fishing 401 on film, um, you know, they're saying that fish can be over 50 years old or more, right? So that fish has been swimming around in the Great Lakes for a very long, <clears throat> excuse me, a very long time. Longer than you. Longer than, twice as long yeah. as me. Longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting close. So. <laughs> All right, Lake Michigan. Uh, Lake Michigan, if I had to pick one fishery, again, this is a biased type thing. Now want. I get to pick we the right. Biased opinion. Are we talking salmon fishing or are we talking walleye Doesn't matter. fishing? Just, you're going to go you're gonna... say you get to fish Lake Michigan one time this year. Okay. 
if I get to fish Lake Michigan one time, it's probably going to be on the Wisconsin shoreline. I'm going to make a lot of my Michigan oh. people upset, but it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought you were you going. Frank, I, I thought you were going Frankfurt. I was thinking salmon. I love Frankfurt. Grew up fishing Frankfurt my whole life. I'm thinking salmon in my mind at first, but I'm not I'm taking salmon away. Going back to walleye because it's what I love. Green Bay is a part of that whole system, and so I have to give that to the Wisconsin shoreline and Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is one of my favorite fisheries because it's not an easy fishery. When it's good, it's world class. And when it's bad, you wonder if you've ever caught a fish before in your life and what you're doing. We've had really good trips there and we've had really bad trips. And for me, I want, I, want I like easy. that even more. Like I, I like that drive of figuring those fish out. I'll take so, easy any day of the week. Well, geez, <laughs> he I fishes all the time. You yeah, I know. I want easy. I love those big walleyes on Green Bay. It's pretty hard to beat that fishery. Um, if it comes to salmon, you know, I'm still probably going to give it to the Wisconsin shoreline. They're stocking a lot of fish in the state of Wisconsin right now. Mm-hmm. And because of it, their salmon fishing is good. Our state, and I say our state, it's the state of Michigan that I live in. We've cut back considerably in salmon stocking. And so I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I'm going to give it to the Wisconsin shoreline uh, as a destination. The Sheboygan area is really hard to beat. Sheboygan. All right, well, let's flip over to the other side of Michigan, perhaps Ontario. Uh, what do you like on Lake Huron? Lake Huron. Now, now, Lake Huron's near and dear to my heart too. I spent a lot of time fishing Lake Huron. I could be, I could be pretty simple here. I could say Saginaw Bay, right? But that's boring. Let's not say Saginaw Bay. One of my favorite places on Lake Huron to fish is the north shore of Lake Huron, um, at the mouth of the St. Mary's River, um, in Detour, Michigan. There's a Atlantic salmon fishery there that's very good. And it happens every year in May and June and into July. And it's one of my favorite places. Gorgeous scenery. Atlantic salmon, one of the coolest fish that swim in the Great Lakes, without question. Just they, they're not like Pacific kings, right? They're not temperature sensitive. There's so many things that they don't do. And again, I like difficult things. I like fish that make me have to think and how to catch them. And so I got to give it to that detour area uh, in the North Shore of Lake Huron. All right. Let's move south. If you like walleyes, we're going to go to Lake Erie. Yep. What's your favorite spot on Lake Erie? You know, I don't know if there's a bad spot on Lake Erie right now, but if I had to give Lake Erie the love, I had to pick one port, it's going to be more towards the center of the lake, maybe like Cleveland, Ohio. And the reason for that is the the different species of fish they have to target there. Obviously, when you think of walleye, you think of, or when you think of Lake Erie, you think of walleye fishing, but there's great perch fishing opportunities. There's great steelhead fishing opportunities. There's great walleye walleye fishing opportunities. And you start getting towards that central basin of Lake Erie. Um, you get sick of catching walleyes, that's okay. There's steelhead to go out there and target. If you get sick of catching steelhead, that's great. There's perch to go out there and target. There's lake trout to go out and target. So there's other species of fish within that area. And that's why I got to give it to the central basin of, uh, of Lake Erie. All right. Let's go to Lake Ontario. Lake Ontario is where we're sitting right now. It doesn't get any better than this Lewiston, New York. Niagara Falls is where we're sitting right now. Lewiston, New York is my favorite port in Lake Ontario, without question. It's got some of the best spring fisheries, some of the best winter fisheries, some of the best summer fisheries. If there's a place that a fish loves to live, it's right here where we're sitting. Well, we also have right off the back door the Niagara River. Yes. And I know that's a place that you guys fish a lot and you yep. enjoy. Tell me about fishing the Niagara River. You know, and that's why I gave it to Lewiston, because if I had to be biased towards uh, any fishery, the reason why Lewiston takes it for Lake Ontario for me is because of the Niagara wintertime still a winter fishery happening here in the niagara river the steelhead fishery is incredible Uh, the brown trout fishery is world class 
there's a really good walleye population in the lower Niagara River. And so it just kind of goes on and on. Of course, lake trout come into the river. They catch them a multitude of different ways, whether they're, uh, it's a lot of them are the same type of fishing where they're fishing a three-way rig but they're either fishing a three-way rig with a plug, like a maglet crankbait, or they're fishing a three-way rig with a minnow or spawn. But it's that same type of presentation, just changing the actual piece to the puzzle there, the business end. Um, But it's a fishery that literally, it's a year-round fishery. There's only a couple, maybe a month out of the year that they might not be able to fish weather permitting, but they can get out there, you know, day after day and catch fish day after day. And if you've ever had the opportunity to fish what they call the devil's hole, which is just right here, it's right around spooky. my shoulder. It is the most spooky, it's crazy, spooky. scary. The boat goes down the in the in yeah. the sinkhole. I mean, like you feel the. I mean, you're like going downhill and then you're going uphill because the water. It's like a giant toilet bowl. Yeah, absolutely, like you can't it's, describe it better than that. You yeah. feel like you're in a toilet bowl. That water's yeah. moving, and the fishing there is incredible. You know, obviously in like an August time frame, they got king salmon going up there, so they're catching kings right now in the winter incredible steelhead fishery you know when the steelhead come up and the salmon come up and then lake trout come up in there and it's just like you don't know what you're going to catch is what's cool about that but at the same time you're in what they call the niagara gorge right so it's like these big giant walls come straight up a rock wall that turns into concrete walls because there's a power plant right there at the devil's hole and it's it's an experience you get a chance to go there you feel like a very small person inside the inside the devil's hole Well, you got a new season coming up where, and that's kind of the excitement in this room is everybody's thinking about what they got going on this year. Yep. Tell us about some of the things you have planned for this season. You know, we always keep it pretty open minded. You know, back to Canada, travel is back pretty normal again. So we'll do a couple remote shows in Canada. I'm looking forward to that. I like the camping and outdoor part of that. So just like that Isle Royal trip, right? Like I like the, the aspect of the whole Canada feel. So I'm looking forward to go back to Canada. We'll probably be on Lake Nipigon at some point this year. Um, that's one of my, if I had to pick a favorite fishery in the world, it's Lake Nipigon. It's my favorite place is everything that swims there is big and, and there's a lot of them. Um, but this is season 18 of Fishing 411. I can't believe that we've been doing this for 18 seasons. I'm 27 years old, so like literally as long as I can remember, we've been doing TV pretty much. So um, I'm super excited about everything that has to go with this next season. We're going to shoot a lot of shows in the Great Lakes. We're going to shoot a lot of shows in the Midwest. Why? Because that's who we are. That's what we're knowledgeable about, and that's what I want to keep doing. Um, and so there'll be Lake Erie shows. There'll be... Um, ideally we'll have a show at least one show shot in all five great lakes that's what we try to try to do each year and then there'll be some more canada aspect to it i got one trip planned this year in in, uh, northern minnesota we're gonna go up to rainy lake we're gonna do a walleye show up there with my buddy donnie obert i'm super excited of, of doing a show with him up there so a little bit further from home but still in that same midwest area midwest field so so when fishing 411 started you were nine ten years old right you know, probably about like that. Yeah, and about like that. Yeah. Dad was doing his thing, and you were doing your thing. I hear there's a young Romanac. There is. Yeah. Yep. I had a I had a little boy. Well, I didn't have it. My wife. I'll give the wife. I'll give the credit to my beautiful wife. She had a beautiful boy 15 months ago. Yeah. And so, um, you know. I'm going to leave it open to him if he wants to fish for a living, right? Like he might not want to, and I'm not going to push him for that, but I'm going to give him all the opportunities that he possibly wants. And that's what my dad did for me. He never forced this on me in any way. I was obsessed with it from day one. I wanted to be a professional fisherman. When You always say like these little, 
little kids in an elementary school, the teacher says, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then the kid says, my dad. Well, most people grow up and go get a real job. I never grew up. I still wanted to be just like my dad. So um, I hope that's something that he wants and, and we'll give him that opportunity. But, you know, if he wants a real job, he can do that too. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking some time out to come Absolutely. see us. It was fun chatting with you all weekend while yeah. you guys were set up right next to us. So that, that was fun, too. Yeah, very mm -hmm. cool. Whenever I get to sit between, look at this. This yeah. is just yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's Jake Romanak from Fishing 411 TV. Jake, uh, thanks so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.